Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. What's up? What is up? Welcome to the greatest podcast you've ever heard, aside from another podcast that you listen to on Mondays, and then also aside from all of the other wonderful podcasts Melissa produced. But we know that we are your reigning champions. Um, (laughs) And if you're a first-time listener, you're like, I don't know who you are. Just trust us because... Just go with it. Come on, say yes. Have you ever taken an improv class before? Like, say yes. Yes, Yes, and... Yes, and welcome to our podcast, But Am I Wrong?, where we, two people who have never been wrong in their entire lives, tell you all of the times that you've been wrong. (laughs) But you asked for it. Exactly. See, we're not here for unsolicited advice, unsolicited opinions. No, no, no. No, no, no. Nothing grinds my gears like that. But when you ask for it, you shall receive. Mm -hmm. Basically, genies. Oh, yes. Very psychic. I did have a... I, for some reason, I was like, was that it? I thought this like as a thought, but I guess I thought it as a thought in my dream that it was like something about like, I think I'm psychic, but now I don't remember what it was. So I think it was definitely in a dream. Okay. Well, if you were psychic, then you would remember or at least see it in the future. Well, maybe I will see it in the future. I had one friend in elementary school that I was definitely convinced was psychic. And like to this day, I like, I should ask her and I'm like, are you psychic? Because I think we always thought she was as a kid. Like, we'd be, like, walking in the dark, and she's like, watch out, there's a puddle. And, like, you can't see anything. And then I was like, mm, whatever. And my other walking friend... walking around in the dark? At, at the beach. We were children. In the dark? Yeah, we were coming home from the beach. But where was there a puddle? Northern California coast beaches are different. So, like, you know, it's, like, lots of, like, grassy hills okay. with, like, dirt and stuff. And then you get down to the sand. So we were leaving. We did, like, a bonfire. Okay. It was a good time. And she knew that there was a puddle there. And here's the thing. Were we eight years old? Yes. I don't know if we were leading the pack. If we were leading the pack, she's psychic. But if we weren't leading the pack, maybe she just heard the mm. people in front of us. And I'm not that observant. Yeah. As we know. Yep. It's one of my um many like beautiful quirks about me. <laughs> so this is But Am I Wrong, a podcast where we talk about things that have happened in our lives or our hot takes. And we pose the question to each other and then to you. If we were wrong in the situation, then we read your emails where you send us submissions about things that have happened in your life or you're currently dealing with, past, present, and we let you know if you are the hero or the villain in the situation, and then we do the exact same thing for current events, pop culture, and uh, then you head on over to our Instagram stories and you vote on who you think was wrong in the situation. This episode comes out on Thursdays. Those are usually up ideally sometime on Friday. If they're not, they will be up before the following Thursday. Tuesday, really, because that's when we record. So Yeah, they will be up before the following Tuesday. And the best way to know when they're up is to follow the um, Instagram account. And we had this weird glitch, which I think has happened before because I noticed it from my main account that like it's like so many votes in the stories that like sometimes you can't see them all on the stories, but I always put them in the highlights like the exact same time. So if you ever feel like one is missing there, check the highlights before you message me. But then maybe, maybe I did forget and then message the uh, 
podcast account and I will fix it. Yeah. But when you said that, I was like, what? or when I saw a message about it, I was like, what are they talking about? Because I saw it perfectly fine. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to introduce us. My name's Megan. My name's Melissa. Should we? Yeah, let's go into the, the results. results. All right. So this is where we read the results from our poll from last week. The first one up is me, Melissa, in case you didn't know, versus email etiquette. And 93% said that I am not wrong. 7% said that I was wrong. Who is that 7%? It might be the people that constantly think that other people are mad at them. But that's my issue with this topic (laughs) is that like it doesn't avoid that. Like we just have found like synonyms and ways to say that in different words and like we all know what they mean that's like if it actually worked in that way like I would love that well you know some people that's just what they like maybe they're they're the people that continue it going and you know what if that makes you happy great it doesn't make me happy and I'm very vocal about it yep okay next up we have me versus my neighbors who by the way I've just walked in and I, my car is, or it's Mats's car, but it's literally almost out into onto the sidewalk. So I am like an inch, an inch from their car because of that. Because they didn't pull in all the way. Uh huh. They literally pulled in almost, like almost to the edge of the driveway. But uh, yeah. So I'm expecting to get an angry text from them, which I will ignore until we're done recording. Okay. So 99% said my neighbors are wrong, and 1% said. I was wrong. Only four votes for me. And I'm going to check because I think I would hope people said they voted wrong. There were a a few that said they voted wrong. I also got so many messages from people being like, I don't know how you don't flip out on them. Like this is like would drive me absolutely crazy. And for the reason why I don't fully flip out on them, I will let you all know when we move (laughs) (laughs) because there are reasons. Well, All right. So then we get into y'all writing in writer number one and their partner, Joanna, versus mutual friend Lana, who introduced them and is mad that they hid their relationship from her. 14% said the writer and Joanna are wrong. And then 86% said that Lana was wrong. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Checks out. Okay. next up, we have writer number two versus her mom, who is jealous of the writer's relationship with her dad, her mom's ex and his girlfriend. One percent said the writer was wrong and 99 percent said the mom was wrong. Yeah, for sure. Sounds right. Mm -hmm. Writer number three, who sided with Lana 2.0 versus Sally, who sent a TikTok prank. Five percent said writer and Lana 2.0 and 95 percent said Sally. I'm shocked by this because both of us thought that. The writer was wrong. Mm-hmm. I think they're both wrong. Like, yeah, I think Sally's too. wrong and I think the writer's wrong. And I guess like when you look at who's more wrong, it's Sally. This would have been one that I would have preferred a slider on. But since people can't vote correctly, this is what we have. Okay. Now we have writer number four versus a friend with the same birthday who is adding extra people to their joint party. 5% said the writer is wrong and 95% said her friend is wrong. We got an update for this one. Yeah. So they kept separate things, except the friend didn't come to the other girl's like party or something. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like 
there was something on her actual birthday that she yeah. like didn't go to because it was her birthday. Yeah, because they have the same birthday. And so the writer threw her birthday party on their actual birthday. And so the friend didn't go to the writer's birthday because she said, it's my birthday. And I think the friend had a party like the next week. It mm-hmm. wasn't even on their birthday, but she still yep. didn't come because it was her birthday, which I don't necessarily blame her. I think if the friend would have had a birthday party on that same on that day and the writer didn't, and I'm just inferring that the friend would have been mad if the writer didn't go to her birthday party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. But I also just think that I'm like, maybe you just shouldn't be friends with people who have the same birthdays. (laughs) (laughs) And like people who care. Like maybe like me and the Sprouse twins and Barack Obama, like we wouldn't be able to hang on my birthday, which just also happens to be their birthday. Who's your birthday twin? There's people that have it around my birthday, but not like the same day. Let's see. Oh, I guess Elizabeth Olsen. Okay. The Weeknd, who we definitely wouldn't have birthday parties with. Some other people I don't know. Kim Jong-il. Ice tea. This is a collection. (laughs) Right. Like there's (laughs) no... Oh, LeVar Burton. We (gasps) could do some Reading Rainbow. Oh, yes. If I would have known that, then, you know, I used to see him all the time in the recording studio. And I could have been like, we're birthday twins. Very nice man. I love that. Oh, Jimmy Tatro. Yeah, I actually knew that because... When he was on Not Too Deep, because he was there like the day before our birthday or something. So I did um, know that. You do have a very odd collection of people, yes. though. Yeah, but there's a lot of people like around, like Michael Jordan's birthday is like the 17th. Michael B. Jordan's like the week before. Like there's a lot of people that the birthday is around it, but not on the yeah. day. I literally feel like everyone's birthday is in February, but all of my mm-hmm. friends' birthdays in February. I don't know anybody else who has the exact same birthday as them. Yeah, that's so odd. OK, your turn. Wrong of the week, the state of Florida, who was wrong, 98% said Florida, 2% said not Florida. Cool. Cool. Then finally, we have wrong of the week, the Winter Olympics, 97% said the Olympics, 3% said not the Olympics. I did get messages from people who are like getting into the technicalities of like who made each call and all of this kind of stuff. And I understand but you know you know what it yeah. you know what i mean in like mm-hmm. the bigger overarching end of it and also if, if it's not even the same people making deciding factors with like the same situations and having like totally completely different outcomes like the shikari richardson versus the uh, russian figure skater if two separate organizations can like make the same call you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that to me i'm like that's doesn't make sense then right like i get that summer and winter olympics have different teams but if it's not consistent across the board that's an issue Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So again, if you want to vote for this episode, head on over there. And we recommend that you take notes during the episode if you are not someone who like remembers entirely. We don't do, we don't write out like the whole email in the voting, obviously, because we don't want people, we want you to vote if you've listened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if it's helpful, take notes. Lots of people say that that works for them. So we recommend it. Should we uh, kick off this with our, but am I wrong? Yeah, it's your turn to go first. Ooh, okay. So my, but am I wrong, is public figures, influencers, celebrities who promote NFTs. Okay. And NFTs, crypto as a whole. And we've said that NFTs are MLMs for men. And Mm -hmm. that is factually correct. But seeing influencers promote NFTs gives me the same energy as influencers who promote Young Living and essential oils and like other MLM scams 
But because NFTs are, you know, because they're done in like the same, like the digital sphere, Mm -hmm. I find that influencers are able to get away with it more and that they're just accepting brand deals from these things. So it's like the, the way that as a whole, NFTs and cryptocurrency and all of that is horrible for the environment. It is a scam. It's like an MLM where like the only way that you are succeeding at this, if you're having other people buy in and then you make money from their buy-in and they won't make money unless they get more, if they get people to buy. And like, it's just like literally a giant pyramid fucking scheme. But people are accepting brand deals for these companies. And I just am like, would you accept a brand deal to do something from like an MLM? Like, would you do that? But it feels like there's this like exception to the rule because it's like it's new and it's crypto. And like I'm on I'm on the digital sphere and this is on the digital sphere. And it makes me like so um, mad and also just like makes me embarrassed for them and I'm just like oh I thought you were better than this like this sucks like this is just like why are you doing this and it makes me happy to see that a good chunk of people is the most vocal people I've seen responding to influencers and celebrities like getting into NFTs and crypto has been like overwhelmingly like negative in the like this is really problematic like please don't do this and like not necessarily being mean but just like expressing how problematic it is But for those people, there are probably a ton of people who aren't vocal at all who are then participating and getting in on it. And I just think it's so weird. And like, I hate it. Last night, I was watching something on YouTube and an ad popped up. And I was very engaged in this ad because it was Larry David. And I'm sure it played, it felt like a Super Bowl ad. So I'm sure it played during the Super Bowl, but I didn't watch the Super Mm. Bowl. So I don't know. But he was like going through history and just saying that things were a bad idea. So it was like the toilet. He was like, what are we animals? We're using the bathroom outside. And then it was like coffee. And he was like, this is disgusting. And just things that, you know, are good ideas. Like even the Walkman at one point was in there. Things that are good ideas, but then people pass it up. And then at the end, it was a very long ad, but it was really well done and funny. And then at the end, it came up and it was like NFTs. And he was like, no, but what do I know? And I was like, I just sat through this very entertaining (sighs) commercial for it to be about (laughs) NFTs. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Oh my God. I hate it. I thought, and first of all, they had to change the name of the Staples Center to like the Mm crypto.net or some shit. Like it's just so fucking frustrating. And it's so obviously like transparent what you are doing. Like it's literally just being like waving a flag going, I don't care about any of the morality behind this. I just want to make money. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's so embarrassing. Do that. Like just invest in the stock market. Like do the other, like you don't need this. Yeah. You know, let alone promoting it to an audience and like leveraging your art, your pre-existing audience to like all of those like crypto pump and dump like things where it's Mm -hmm. like you get people to sign up and then you cash out. Like use an affiliate link like any other bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. Ugh. (sighs) So what's yours? Okay, fair warning for people that don't like when we get political. I don't care. I'm going to do it. Um, Why are you still here? (laughs) Yeah. Why are you still here? But like. I've told you. So if you get mad about it, that's on you. And I just want to keep in mind, we're recording this on March 1st. So things might have changed by the time this has come out. But mine is how the media has been very racist and misogynist on how they're covering 
how Ukraine's been the invasion from Russia. I have three different points. My first one is how we're like romanticizing Ukraine's president and talking about how cute he is and how he like highlighting how he was like a comedian who eventually became the president and just like stop like this is why the man is doing like praising him for doing his job great okay also like that's been done with like Trudeau and Cuomo and other people and like have we not learned from that it's gross (laughs) (laughs) then Point number two, uh, black and brown people in Ukraine are being turned away from being able to get out of the country. And the media itself is barely covering it. Where I'm seeing about it most is on social media. And then point number three, this is from a Twitter thread by Alex McLeod. Sorry if I mispronounce your name, but doubt you're listening. The media is like shocked that Ukraine as a white country is being invaded. And these are quotes that have been on the news, like BBC and things. The unthinkable has happened. This is not a developing third world nation. It's Europe. Here's another one. We are in the 21st century. We are in a European city and we have cruise missile being fired as though we were in Iraq or Afghanistan. Can you imagine it's very emotional for me because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed. So they're like essentially saying that like it's totally fine for us to attack non-white people, but it's so confusing when it happens to white people. Like this holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. That and that's just a few. Like this thread was long. He played the clips. So there's no misunderstanding it. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh my, yeah, this shit is like such a fucking dumpster fire. And like, I have not found many narratives coming out of like the US specifically that have been productive Mm -hmm. or uh, helpful at all. Because like, there's either the don't listen to anything, everything is just misinformation. And then it makes people like, you know, you should always like check your sources and stuff like that. But when you explicitly only really say that when it comes to like suffering and people who are suffering, like we only hear that when it was like during like BLM, we only heard Mm -hmm. that here now, like we're only hearing that, but we didn't really hear that as much when it came to like election. Like, I feel like we're hearing it more now than we did when it came to like election fraud Mm -hmm. and like the insurrection and QAnon and all of these things that like were happening here. But it feels like it's just with suffering that that becomes like a, well, question everything. Yep. And then the other part, there's no recognition that like it's the U.S. should be doing so much more to help. And then people reference things like Afghanistan and all these other places that I'm like, or people are like, America isn't helping. Why aren't they helping? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you've seen what happens when we quote unquote help. We come in when things have been demolished and then we stay. Right. And that's what we do. And like we're we're treating even hearing American politicians talk about what Putin is doing as like a completely like a thing they would never do. Mm-hmm. But then there are other ones that are completely on Putin's side, too. Oh, my God. The Tucker Carlson shit. Like. Did you see where he was like, I don't know why people are saying that I've said I'm on Russia's side. And someone literally ended a co- like edited a compilation of him going like, I'm for Russia. Mm-hmm. Like, I, why can't we do any of this stuff? And it's like, here's the thing. I mean, obviously, I don't I, he's horrific and problematic and he's the worst. But like, 
a lot of people feel like we we have done this. Like mm-hmm. we have done this. And like the, the notion that it is something that we would absolutely never do is exactly in the same thing. It's like, oh, we would never do that to a country that we don't consider a third world country with a bunch of white people. Like we wouldn't do that there. And it's like, oh, okay. We just, it's very, we just got to throw in the racism there. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Fucking brutal. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. I'm also very done with people making content about World War III, like Me who too. are living in America. Like someone even responded to my tweet about it and was like, well, like Putin has said that like, if we, anyone intervenes or like does anything else, like this might, probably won't worry. Stops like we're just preparing. And I go, no, you don't get to prepare your quote unquote tra- like tr- you don't get to practice your trauma response as being like comedy when you are not actively in that situation because that's that's not a coping mechanism. It's not funny. You're quote unquote coping with the future and something that hasn't happened yet. That's not coping. That's yeah. making a joke. And you're also if you're gonna cope with it, why are you putting it out on social media? You're doing it because you want to be seen and you think people are going to laugh. And it's not funny. And like, I think I understand that, like, it could have been also considered in poor taste way before this when, like, there wasn't like an active they weren't referencing a specific like, quote unquote, World War Three. But like I like people who've made jokes in the past of being like so happy that I wasn't around during the Civil War because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten recruited because of flat feet. OK, sure. Like, I think that, like, if you're speaking in hypotheticals and the fact that, like, Oh, you can't like this is this is a commentary on the fact that like you couldn't have joined the army if you had flat feet, which is like, oh, that's an interesting fact that like you might not have known. And like, here's a way to set it up with a punchline. But when you use those exact same jokes in like a specific context relating to like an event that's happening right now to people that like are not you, it's just mockery. Like that's all that it is. I agree. Okay. well, should we uh, head on into the uh, submissions? Let's do it. So if you want to submit a little writing piece for us, your situation, email us at butamiwrongpod at gmail.com. And you got to keep it under 300 words. Let us know your situation. We love to know your ages. Keep it all anonymous. Use fake names. Don't use numbers or letters. Just use full fake names for pseudonyms. And give us as much detail as possible so we can call the, the shots to the best of our ability. Yep. Okay. I am currently in my final year of university, and over the course of the past four years, I have learned to manage my time impeccably. Okay, bragging much? I am a very type A personality, so 99% of my day is scheduled down to the minute. I have balanced work, school, and social life, and a healthy relationship while maintaining the average I am proud of. (laughs) Can't relate. (laughs) Can't fucking relate at all. That being said, my only real friend from school still has trouble managing her time with assignments and studying habits. She constantly has asked me for my work for lab reports, papers, and my exam prep sheets prep sheets the day before the deadline. While I want to help her succeed in the classes since she is my friend, I have a hard time knowing that she is most likely just copying my work. While she has never outward copied me and gotten us in trouble, the work for our assignments are always very similar. Since I work so hard to get my grades, it's upsetting knowing that she gets the same grade for doing little to no work. I've started to tell her that I haven't finished my assignments when I actually have because I don't want her copying my answers and her grades are trying to decline. This might be a bad thought, but the first time she got a bad mark on an assignment, I was kind of pleased because I knew she was marked for her work that she actually did. Am I wrong for keeping my answers from her and feeling some type of joy when she gets the grade she actually deserved? No. Yes. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. I don't necessarily, like, it's impossible for me to not 
put myself in this situation. You know what I mean? Like whenever time you're like listening to something or you're siding with something, it's it's hard to be a, for me to be like objective in this situation. So I naturally I'm like, well, this was me. Like I had a very hard time in school because I have ADHD, but I also wasn't medicated and wasn't getting any help, anything extra. And there were some classes that I like really succeeded in. I was like really great at English. I was okay at history because like I could memorize things if I did it like right before and then like hope I would remember, but I was not very good at history, but I could do English. I could do art. I could do all of these other things, but like math and science are where I really struggled. And I used to copy off of one of my best friend's science stuff all the time, all the time. And she would get so upset. But to be fair, the 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 crux of her being bad that we were getting the same grade was because my science teacher knew my struggles with ADHD. I think he also might have had ADHD. And he would give me these extra assignments to do that had nothing to do with science. So he could like keep my grades up because he was like, you're trying so hard and this just doesn't work for your brain. And like, that's okay. And this isn't going to excel for everybody. He was a great teacher. I uh, didn't learn anything, but also he couldn't have taught me anything. I, it didn't work. But so I would like do dioramas. I would bake cookies before tests. I would make like little songs about science. I would like, he would knew, I would make poems about it. Like he would utilize my skills that would like somewhat relate to this. So like I ended up getting like the same grade as one of my friends who like took all of the tests and like did all of that stuff. And when she was so upset about it and she like went to him and he was like, that's life. You don't have to be like, you work smarter, not harder. Like she asked for things that she could do that would get her grade up. And like, I know that she's not very adept at this. So we worked with what she can do. And like working with what you have is like a skill set. And like, I will, I'm teaching her that. And I'm also teaching you that. And like life isn't always fair in how you think of it. If someone was copying off of me though, in like my English assignments and like all of that kind of stuff, I would probably be like a little bit nervous and I would want to like ask them how I can help them. But yeah, if she like doesn't have any like issues with being neurodivergent or like having some sort of issues like with like studying or work and it's like purely based off of laziness, I just would say if you don't want to see your friend succeed because it kind of feels like a haha gotcha moment, like you've been copying off of me and all of this, maybe you just shouldn't be friends. Like I think that like it's va- valid and fair that you don't want her copying off of you and you want her to be graded for her own work. But I don't know how you go- come back from like letting her do that to just saying no. Like, I think that like, I don't know. Do you say no? My thing is for you, you went to your teacher. This person isn't going to their teacher to ask for extra assignments. They're going to their friend. And then second, they're in their last year of college. So that means that these are in their specific classes that they need to graduate so this is like, if it's a lab, it is oh their major. Like she, what are, what's wrong? No, you. I didn't go that far into college. So I didn't yeah. clock that. And I'm like, oh God, what if she's like trying to become a psychotherapist yeah. or something? That makes Yes. So like if she's a therapist or some type of scientist or something, like the fact that she's copying, this is setting her up for her professional career. And so this can be something that's going to mess up. <laughs> It could mess up anything. I take back everything I said. <laughs> I didn't go to college, so I didn't really put that together that my high school physics class is not yeah. the same as a senior year college course and that you will be getting a job in that. Yes. That makes, I also had to promise my teacher that I wasn't going to go into any science or math yes. fields. I take everything I said back. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> and so I think that you should tell her that you're not going to share any of your because you're not setting her up. You're not doing her any favors. So you should tell her that you're not going to share anything anymore. 
My messy advice is I actually did this in high school. My friend, it was actually two of my friends. And I knew that one of my friends during a test was copying off the other friend. And so I told the other friend that was being copied off of. And so she wrote down her answers and then went back after the friend that was copying turned in her paper. And she went back and erased everything and re <laughs> put the answers in. That was my so, worst nightmare in high school. And so the copying friend got like a zero on it and was like, sh I remember the, when the papers were handed back, she was looking and she was shocked. Like, how did this happen? And then the other friend like got a hundred on it. She was really smart. And I knew this friend was like just not doing her work because she could do her work. She just wasn't doing it. Yeah. So. Wait, so this is a whole new concept to me. Do people not ask their friends if they can copy? I mean, they can, but this friend, they weren't close enough where she would have oh. asked one. And then two, this other friend like was very like kind of like the yeah person that wrote in. And also this was an AP class. So like the copying friend had the ability. She just wouldn't do the work. Yeah. I mean, before tests and stuff, I would ask my friends, I'm like, dude, I'm screwed. And they would like, I had a couple of friends, which, dude, thank, one, Marin County, one thing they do is they pump out Ivy League smart ass fucking kids. And like some of my friends from high school, like went to like Cornell. I had a friend who like she was a certified like Mensa scholar and a genius by the time we were in like third grade. Like she's mm -hmm. literally a genius. And she was like the smartest girl at our school, like valedictorian. Nobody really knew that she was smart because she was just like. Like, she was just, like, a fucking genius, but was, like, so chill and quiet about it. And she, of all of my friends, was the one who would always be, like, hey, you want to copy my homework? Or, like, hey, like, copy off of this. Yeah. For, like, the random classes we ended up having together. Because, like, I think she, like, took most college-level class about the time we were in, like, middle school or high school. But she would, like, do that for me and, like, would offer, like, if I was, like, struggling with that. Or I would, like, ask some other friends. But, yeah, the idea of, like, copying off of, like, a friend on a test who, like, doesn't know you're copying. Mm -hmm. I Copy off of a random. Like, that's, like, so weird to do it to a friend that you, if you don't feel comfortable enough asking them to copy off of them, do that at least with somebody you don't know then. Yeah. <sighs> well, would you like to uh, read the next one? Hi, Megan and Melissa. My pronouns are she, her, and in my late 20s. I started a new job on January 4th. It's a hybrid working, so I work two days in the office and three days I work from home. The company is going through a merger and until we're merged and all on the same computer system, I'm not going to have much, if any, work to do. I was told this on my first day, but I've been at the job six weeks and have had less than one week's worth of work total. I'm starting to get bored and frustrated, especially the days I'm working from home, sitting there doing nothing, waiting for work to come in. I've had absolutely zero work the past two days that I've been home. I'm not in a position to generate my own workflow. Other people have to send me. When I talk to my friends, boyfriends, house housemates about how bored I am and that it's starting to get to me, they all say the same thing. Appreciate slow workflow while you have it. Before you know it, you'll be super busy wishing you had all this free time. Am I wrong that this really gets to me? that I'm tired of people saying that? Am I wrong for complaining about not having work to do? Am I wrong for feeling really bummed about it? Also, when I'm working from home, I have to stay in my room because my housemate has her work from home set up in the sitting room and is constantly on video calls, so needs quiet. I also can't leave the apartment because I have to be my, by my laptop in case work comes in. 
uh, I'm on the on the same uh, <laughs> thinking patterns as your friends and boyfriend and roommates or whatever. If you don't have any work to do, you don't have any work to do. Watch a TV show. <laughs> Read a book. Read a book. Find a new hobby. Like if you're getting paid to sit there, great. I think we're just so like bogged down by this like productivity culture and like capitalism that we think that we always have to be doing something. No. And if by the time the merger happens and they still don't realize that, which it's possible because especially with companies that are corporate or merger, they're having a merger that seems like it's a growing business. They might not even realize that you don't have work to do. I say enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, I think if you were get if it was like an hourly thing and you're only getting paid by the amount of work that you're doing, I would completely understand you being frustrated, especially if it's like a con- like a job where you can't have a side job and so then mm-hmm. you're like waiting on hours. And, yeah, you can uh, get a side job during yeah, this too. A work from home job. Also, like I know that you say that you have to like be by your laptop so you can't like leave the apartment. Start another virtual like side gig. Like yeah. I, I and I think that like boredom is fine. And that is like a very natural emotion that we feel. But I will say burnout is much worse and much harder than boredom because boredom has solutions within your control. Burnout like doesn't because, again, we're a slave to capitalism. And Mm -hmm. so like it just becomes like the constant cycle that we can't break out of. But boredom is something that you have within your means. And I think that yeah, it, it's kind of like complaining to your friends who are like broke being like, I just have too much money. Like, right. I don't know what to do with all of this money. And I'm someone who really enjoys being productive. I hate being bored. So you do something about it and complaining about it isn't doing something about it, especially to people who are probably very like busy and stressed and wish they had that kind of free time. Like, I don't like having wasted time, like in mm-hmm. my mind, like I don't like that. I like to do stuff. But that's also kind of, I'm assuming why I always wanted to like work for myself and like do my own kind of thing. And like, I just fill my time with projects and starting new stuff. Like it doesn't have to be like wasted time or wasted. If you feel like a hobby is a wasted time, like you can start a side gig, like do more other work stuff. Like you you can do it. Mm-hmm. And also maybe just tell your roommates, like, why can't you both work in your own rooms? Maybe they have a big workspace where they can't, you know, maybe yeah. they have a podcast where they have to have their microphones and stuff set up. I don't know. That is true. And also when if work does get busy, you cannot go turn around and then tell your friends, like, I am so stressed yeah. <laughs> with work because they're going to tell you I told you so. Mm-hmm. You could sleep too. Oh, Make sure your notifications are real loud. Take mm-hmm. a nap. Yeah. Or find a different job. That stresses you out more. <laughs> That's what you want. I don't think you'll regret it. <laughs> but okay, we're gonna take a uh, quick break and then we will be back. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a 
a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. I never need to see another one of those videos ever again. Alexa, who is Josh Safdie's muse for Uncut Gems? According to Uncut Gems breakout, there it was. Did you hear it? Josh Safdie's muse was Julia Fox. Uncut Gems. Also co-starred. That is so fucking funny! Wow. I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. Here's the thing. Fuck Jeff Bezos. But sometimes, sometimes that Alexa team, they do. They, they do. They it. make some jokes. They do. They make it's some jokes funny. and they land. Yeah. I hate that man. But <laughs> I just like to think that he has nothing to do with Alexa. Like he doesn't really do work. Here's the thing. 
This is how I feel with any white man in power who I hate. I like to believe that behind the scenes, they're just a bunch of women Mm -hmm. who have not gotten the credit, who are doing all of the work, because Mm -hmm. that's what movies have taught me. If I know anything from work, period, like, that's how it is. Literally, like, hidden figures taught me anything. It's that it's women who are doing all of the work. So I can hate the man because he's reaping all the benefits. Mm -hmm. But I can know deep down that it's the women. Yeah. Octavia Spencer is doing all of the work behind (laughs) everything. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I, 24, she, her, found out that my best friend, 21, she, her, cheated on and broke up with her boyfriend of six years over text. However, she hasn't personally told me this, and I found out through her now ex-boyfriend. I wanted to wait for her to tell me when she was comfortable before I reached out. This seems very out of character for her, so I'm concerned about how she's doing. We've been best friends for over 10 years and is like a sister to me. So I know we can say whatever to each other. However, it's been over a month and she will not call me or meet up. I want to be there for her so bad. And I know she needs processing time, but she's also been lying to me saying she's not in a place to see friends, but then post pics of hanging out with her other friends. Am I wrong for feeling hurt? She doesn't owe me details, but the very minimal communication is killing me. I also have things going on in my life that I want to talk to her about, but she responds with one word. I have such mixed feelings because part of me knows she's going through it and probably just needs space, but the other part of me feels like she can't come to me for some reason and feels the need to lie to me, and that hurts. I don't think that you're wrong for, like, feeling this way. I think it's a very valid feeling to have, but when you do something or you're going through some shit and, like, you're dealing with that, the last person that I want to see when I don't want to own up to, like, my own shit and I don't want to deal with it is, like, my closest friends. Mm -hmm. Like, that's because they're, again, the ones who are going to call me out on my bullshit and, like, I'm not going to be able to lie to them. Like, they're going to be the ones that, even if they're not pressuring me or pushing me, that I'm going to, like, spill it all to. And when I'm running away from my problems, I don't want the people around me who hold me, like accountable and like who would call me out for the problems I have created or done. Yep. Agree. I mean, she's not telling you because she doesn't want you to know because she doesn't want you to think less of her or to judge her. She probably knows how you're going to react. So it's like, why? And I mean, the boyfriend reaching out, I'm sure he did it because he was hurt, but it wasn't his business really yeah. to tell you yeah because you didn't that's not who your relationship is with your relationship mm-hmm. is with her but yeah i mean it definitely sucks because you have things in your life you want to talk to her about and tell her and i get that but that's why she's hanging out with other people because it's sydney and i used to do it all the time where we would just like until we had like if we were hooking up with someone who like the other person was like bad idea don't fucking do that stupid idea we just wouldn't tell the other person until it was over and we would like then be like, yeah, so I did it. You were right, but I just couldn't tell you what was happening because I knew what you would have said. So like, Mm -hmm. and that's just, I don't think that's bad at all. I think that's just like, that is a part of the processing of it. That like, until you're ready to go to your friends that are going to call you out for it, you're going to hang out with your friends who aren't going to. Right. So I don't think you did anything that makes her feel, I think the thing that you did that makes her feel like she can't come to you is that you are her best friend and you are the closest to her. And so that's not a fault. Yep. I mean, you can reach out to her and just be like, hey, I have some things I want to talk to you about and maybe not put it on her. Oh, yeah. But who knows? She's still processing things. She is. All right. My boyfriend, Jay, has a friend who I hate. He's misogynist, horrible, homophobic person who judges us, but mostly because he's misogynist for having premarital sex and being bisexual. We only met twice, but last time I saw him, I had a panic attack. Jay knows he's a bad person, but they go back 
a long time and it's hard for him to let go of this friendship, which I kind of understand. He's getting married in the summer and Jay's going to be his best man. He asked me to go with him, but honestly, this would be hard for me. I hate this person and I don't think he'd want me to be there. Also, he's extremely conservative Christian. And as someone who grew up in a similar environment and is traumatized by it being in a church like that might be triggering for me. I already had a panic attack because of him and churches give me anxiety. So the two together is a recipe for disaster. Jay really wants me to go. It mean a lot to him. He told me it'd be awkward to go alone since people know he has a girlfriend. And I want him to enjoy this day. Am I wrong for not wanting to go? It's only a few hours I should put up with, but it's not about me. And I guess I could get through it. But still, to be honest, I don't want this man to be happy. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he deserves it. I know it sounds horrible, but fuck it. He's just a bad person. But I love my boyfriend and I want to get over it and do this for him. I use she, her pronouns, the other to use he, him. My thoughts are like anybody going to a wedding should be in full agreement to the people that are getting married. Like you shouldn't go to a wedding if you don't like or agree with the people that are getting married. So like you being there is a sham. Um, also, you're boyfriend who still puts up with this man why just because you go back far with somebody doesn't mean that you still need to be friends with them that's also a reflection on you that means that you are okay with misogyny and homophobia and whatever else this man that has no care about anyone else this selfish person so like the fact that your boyfriend is cool with this speaks a lot about him I 100% because also it's problematic enough when you maintain friendships and relationships with people who are like inherently bad people and problematic people to hypothetical people. So like there, it's not that they're homophobic in situa homophobic in situations when you're around somebody who's a part of the community or they're like racist in again, like where we're not, I'm not saying racist things to people. There's no, it's not a real situation, but I know deep down that this person is racist and votes for like racist policies. So that's problematic enough. Like that's already a deal breaker. But he's specifically misogynistic and homophobic towards you. Mm -hmm. And he's fine with his friend treating you, his girlfriend, horrifically. That is such a fucking huge red flag. And like, oh, you're so close that you're maintaining, like you're the best man. Like, and you're upset that I don't want to go. And you really want me to go to this. Like your boyfriend is the villain. Like, you can't expect people to be better or do better if you're not going to hold them to any sort of standards at all, which it doesn't seem like he's holding his friend to, but he's holding you to that like, no, you should be able, you should come. Like, this is going to be really miserable for me and I'm going to suck and I don't want to like be there alone. And it's like, if you hate this man so much and you don't want to be friends with him, don't be friends with him. But like, don't rope you into that and like having to attend and like guilt tripping you for that. Cause it's like, well, please don't be offended by him being like hor horrible to you because I don't want to be lonely. Like, ew. Fuck that. Fuck your boyfriend. Also, yeah, I don't want to see that man happy either. He doesn't want to see you happy. So why should you wish happiness on him? Mm -hmm. And again, there's nothing I fucking hate more than a partner who like frames it as like, please do this for thing for me. I know this hurts you and this harms you Im immensely, but... If you do this for me, 
it will make me happy. No. So your suffering and you being miserable will bring you happiness. You should never want that for your partner. No. Ever. You should not be able to be happy while knowing the choice that you've made that makes you happy makes someone else completely miserable. Mm-hmm. No. He wants to go to this wedding. He can go by himself. And uh, you should evaluate your relationship. Yeah. Because he does not respect you and you are the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. I hate the whole, like, we've been childhood friends for so long just because he stormed the Capitol. It's not like I can, like, let go. We went to Chuck E. Cheese every year. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay. Well, that is it for the uh, But Are You Wrong segment. So, again, send us an email if you want to be in the upcoming one, and we can go into Instagram to vote. And now it's time for the But Are They Wrong slash Rachel of the Week, where we nominate the uh, worst person, place, <laughs> thing, event, <laughs> outcome that has happened recently. And we put them on the chopping block for uh, being Rachel of the Week. I'll nominate first. Okay. I would like to nominate someone who I can't believe we haven't talked about on this show before because she outdoes herself every time more problematic each and every time Danielle Bernstein of we were what is that what you picked nope okay I didn't think you would pick her great she is constantly raising the bar for all of us like go off what is it like uh did it again raising the bar for all of us that is what she is doing but in the negative sense and being completely problematic so She is an influencer, blogger. She comes from a lot of money, which is very important to understand the context of this. And she has a fashion line. And repeatedly, she has stolen designs from smaller brands, specifically female-owned, like like BIPOC brands, to the point where it's not accidental, like it's intentional, and then sues them when they try to counter sue her. It's like a whole shit show. Orders things from these small or asks these small businesses to send her things and then rips them off and then says that she didn't and like they're being crazy. And she has also gotten a lot of flack for photoshopping her photos and her body to be like rail, 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 rail thin. And has gotten called out for it and then owned up to it, says she doesn't do it anymore, but continues to do it. And then goes on these platforms and talks about like body positivity while she's like still editing herself. And then says that she's not on videos and photos where she like actively is. And she, there's this account called We Over What on Instagram that I think does a really great job of criticism of like valid criticism for this. And also the person behind the account has, from my, from just being a viewer of this, has been very open to criticism of how they talk about her and like how they talk about these things where uh, making sure that like a lot of the community that's really upset for her are people who are actively or have in the past dealt with like eating disorders and that Mm -hmm. stuff. And so she's very open to hearing people talk about ways that she can make sure that she's not being problematic in like how she's critiquing her, which I think is great because there's a lot of nuance like left there when people like refer to people as trolls that like oh there's a whole account to hate this girl that's so bad and I'm like if you are like just hating someone they can do no wrong but like this is someone who clearly wants her to do better and succeed because what she's doing is harmful to people but she this is also featured on diet Prada she has a swim collection and just a collection in general fast fashion that comes up with launches like ridiculously like constant launches 
She posted a picture of her in a bikini with a cowboy hat. And the caption is, when I say you can do both, I truly mean it. You can post about fashion and post about world issues. You can raise awareness for your new collection while also raising money to give back. You can go about your day while also showing compassion and reaching out to others. What's going on in the world right now is terrifying. And I know posting a photo in a bikini isn't helping anyone, but you know what will? The proceeds from the swim launch going towards an on-the-ground organization in Ukraine. Stay tuned for more on the Give Back Collection, available on March 1st. Then she changed the caption. Two, after she started getting flack. Almost every single one of Shop We Wear What's collection launch has given back hundreds of thousands of dollars to an extremely important cause, and I couldn't be more proud of that. This will be no different. Two days ago, our team sent $250,000 worth of refugee relief to Ukraine. Because of the current situation, we are delaying the launch the launch date and making a second donation of $5,000 to our We Gave What Partners Global Empowerment Mission today because we know that it is needed now. Once we release the collection, we will provide additional support and a third financial donation with a pro- portion of the proceeds. And this isn't true. Of course it's not. So from the account Rogue Essentials, they said her team didn't send $250,000. She hosted an event that raised $250,000. Again, allegedly, there have been no receipts. No info was shared on where it went, and there's no possible way that her launches send hundreds of thousands of dollars every launch. You have to get off it and get your math right. Comments are turned off. Lots of people are working, donating, and sharing information without trying to profit from it from the exact same time. So here's where it comes to be like a lot of people get like, well, if she's promoting it, like what's wrong with blah, blah, blah. This is profiting off of, this is like war profiteering. Mm -hmm. So when people, and the same thing with grocery stores, any organizations that do this, they can make a tax Mm write-off when they donate money through there. It's a portion of the proceeds. You could donate the full amount that you want to donate for a product that has like a small amount of that there to said organization if that is the entire driving cause behind it. And when you promote something as that being the driving cause, not like, oh, we have a new swimsuit and like every month we do like a portion of a proceeds to something or somewhere. That's not what this is. That's not what her line is. And that's not problematic in itself at all. Like, I think it's great when companies do give back, but I think it's also important to note that the reason why they do that a lot of the time, unless it's a foundational part of what they do and they're like showing the receipts and like, it's a huge it's a part of like their pillar and their business pillar is it's a tax write off. Yeah. And I just want to say whenever you go into a business and they're like, do you want to donate to blah, blah, blah? It's because it's a bigger tax write off for them, not for you. So like if you care about that, then you should donate to them directly and not through the company. Here is the update on what actually went down. So this creator, the Rogue Essentials, reached out to the We Gave What, which is her charity organization, which again, is not like a registered, whatever, what's the number? Like 5070? 503C? Yeah. Something like that. It's not a registered charity. So there is no transparency. You can't look up the donations and all of that stuff. So that is enough of an issue. Like you shouldn't have started a charity until you are like registered and doing that, especially promoting so much of this. She also films, she does the thing. She she films unsheltered people and like gives them things like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. And like pins comments about like, you're such a great person. So this woman reached out to the charity branch of this girl's business and they responded and said, because she asked like, can we have some more clarity of where this went, blah, blah, blah. 
They said, we gave what used the proceeds from our Locks Club event last week to send a container of $250,000 worth of relief supplies to Europe. The value of this, including cots, generators, et cetera, was given to us by their charity partner. It's GEM. We have never misrepresented this. So what she donated was the cost of shipping of materials, $250,000 of materials that they didn't collect. That was what a charity, a diff, like a registered organization was sending and they donated the cost of shipping. That's what this is. But she's saying that she donated $250,000. What a fucking liar and a scammer and disgusting person. And like, here's the thing. I'm glad that she did that. That's great. But that also wasn't even what the original thing was. The original no. thing was just like, a portion of the proceeds that, again, will never be disclosed how much it was. If you buy my swim in, like, March, you can get, like, a portion will go to Ukraine. Like, how hard is it to tell the truth? But also, like, people called her out for it. So then this was her response to that. Yeah. And this was, like, the make good was doing this, which just do this from the start and be mm -hmm. honest with what you're doing. Don't be like, wow, like, everyone thinks I'm doing nothing, but here's really what I did. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you got called out. And you did something as a response to that, which I don't think is bad. I think you should be rectifying that. Like, yes, put your money where your mouth is. And like, it's great that you donated the cost of that shipping container. But don't say that you donated $250,000 because also it's just such an obvious lie because like then we're going to donate another $5,000. And like those are, if you have the ability to donate a quarter of a million dollars, like or like a quarter of a million dollars worth of supplies that presumably you have bought and collected to send, then you're saying we're going to donate another 5,000. Those are very differing numbers. So I'm going to bet. And that's why people like the flags were raised that it was like, what? Yeah. She's something, something else. Yeah. I just, I can't. She's also one of those people who was like posting about like, make sure you like wear your mask and like be safe. And then all these photos and videos of her came out like partying in the Hamptons with like no mask on with like thousands of people. And then she got COVID and was like, I don't even know how I got it. And then like, I think she like flew when she had COVID. There's like a bunch of like, she just, she like really like the checklist of problematic, like she's crossed them all off and is doubling back. And doubling back. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God. Uh, all right. Well, mine is probably somebody she'd be friends with is Annalyn McCord. And she's an <laughs> actress. She was on... 90210 and Nip Tuck. The reboot. Yeah, the reboot. Well, the first one was called Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. The reboot's just 90210. <laughs> and so she released this video this week called Dear Mr. President Vladimir Putin, I'm sorry I was not your mother. And she was doing it in such a sincere way where she was just sitting in her apartment looking very remorseful at the camera as if she was at a coffee shop and people were sitting around snapping for her and reciting this poem. I'm not going to recite anything she said because it's stupid, <laughs> but you can go look it up if you want because she hasn't taken it down. And I, I truly cannot in my own virtuous way I couldn't really capture what she's doing so I recommend you go watch it and she's not taking it down she actually doubled down on it and said I know how I could easily have moved in the direction of becoming a dictator myself 
if certain circumstances of my life were different, were I a little less bent toward healing and more towards vindication, I could have been a darkly powerful person. Like, Bestie, you don't tell people that. Like, that is not something you tell people. If you tell your therapist. Yeah, go tell your therapist. And I think your therapist is even going to be like, uh, whoa, we got to report that. Like, that is like, here's the thing. Actors going to act. They Mm -hmm. like this is we all forget that actors are just grown up theater kids. And like, you can't tell me this reeks of a fucking theater kid just being like, because I mean, it's comical. Mm-hmm. like base layer it's comical it's so widely out of touch it's like who even fucking thought to do this but then like when you like go down to the knit and grit of it it is blaming a woman <laughs> for Putin and like putting the onus on women that it was like well if your mom this is like ultimate mommy issues and I'm like I'm so sorry Adeline but like I've never in my life once thought like I'd be I could have made a pretty good dictator yeah like And if you go look at her Instagram, doing poems is not new for her. This is part of her, I guess, brand, part of her life, who she is. All she does is write very cringy poems. So if you want to be entertained and cringe, maybe to the girl that wrote in about being (laughs) bored at work, (laughs) maybe you can go, go down a rabbit hole of looking at her Instagram. It's just awful. Like, why? And I'd like to make a plea to Hollywood. I know Megan is a few years younger, but they fit the same build. Tall, white woman mm-hmm. with blonde hair and yeah, cast uh, me. blue eyes. Cast <laughs> Megan instead. Like, <laughs> I feel like we have seen, we saw the Imagine video. We mm-hmm. have this. We have that. Who The other girl who was from Rachel Zegler. Is that her name? Yeah. There's a girl I went to high school with whose name is like very similar. And I'm very afraid one day I'm going to accidentally say her name who did the reading of Britney Spears's one and all of that. And like, I just think that like, we've seen this happen time and time again. And like, I just want to let you all know, casting directors, Hollywood, the audience, you will never catch me <laughs> being that cringy. So like, let's cast me because yeah. like, I would rather die. Like, I hate, like, I even look back at some of my old YouTube videos, like, ew, you're being so earnest. Like, it's makes me like the cringe. Like, I cringe for things that, like, nor- most people would be like, that's fine. I would never do this. Like, ever, 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 ever. That is my pitch. <laughs> to- <laughs> and I proposed it. So, you know. Thank you. I accept the nomination. You're welcome. You you can also, like, she has curly hair. You can also have curly hair if that's needed. It's Fits the same bill. So please. And we're around the same height. I've met her. Mm-hmm. We're around the same height. I saw. That's why I said same height, same mm-hmm. build, same hair, same eyes. Cast me instead. Cast me. I am available. And I promise you, I have never once even thought about writing a poem about Putin and pleading to him. And I love poetry. And even I wouldn't have done <laughs> yeah. that. It's just so like I saw a tweet that was someone was like, the best part about this is that like not only did she write this, she filmed this, recorded it, edited it. But when she watched it back, there's no doubt she made herself cry like she was moved to tears by her own performance. This is when I like, you know, people talk about like Hollywood being out of t- like, usually it's like the like conservative right being like Holly, it's stupid Hollywood and their pronouns and that shit. Like, I hate them. They're so out of touch. Then I see things like this and I go, don't 
give them this. Like, don't do, don't give them their more reason for their argument. But those people that are saying that would probably feel the same way. Tucker Carlson probably watched this and was also moved to tears. Yes. <laughs> Watch her get invited to be on some like alt-right things for like Joe Rogan and that shit. And she like will go on, you know? Yep. There is like, I've said this before, the pipeline from celery juice to QAnon. I'll go even further. It is yoga to the wellness. White yoga. White yoga. No, no. The cultural appropriation of all manifest the same thing with like white manifestation, like white yoga, like the cultural appropriation, like stealing of these things to be promoted into like quote unquote, like monetized, like white wellness. Mm-hmm. All of those things, those are also gateway drugs into the, then you go to Joe Rogan, then you go to the the whole non-toxic granola crunchy movement. Then you go into homeschooling. Then you get into the conspiracy theories. Government is out to get us. Then you get into the conservative alt-right thing. So anytime I see the wildly out of touch white woman thing with that wellness kind Uh of preaching you need just to give Putin a hug kind of thing I go oh oh no (laughs) this is it's happening it's happening we're gonna watch it happen oh yeah so that's it why can't people just not (laughs) just shut up just just don't it's not that hard to go what is happening in Ukraine and what is happening even in with Russian citizens and what people are being forced to do and like what is happening is a travesty mm-hmm. and Putin is horrible and all of this is awful and my heart goes out to them and so do my financial dollars donating to Ukraine and their efforts for this and I wish nothing but peace and you know peace love and soul according to soul train <laughs> that's all you you don't need to design a bikini <laughs> to sell like you don't need to do they don't need to promote yourself along with a war like no like this is so Like, we thought people hoarding hand sanitizer at the beginning of the pandemic was bad enough. Like, not everything is an Instagram, like, photo op opportunity moment kind of thing. Like, you have Mm -hmm. to do your job. Like, I get that. I also relate to that. Like, I understand you can't just, like, take a break from working because you're a public figure because of, like, a travesty happening in the world the same way that you have a nine to five. You can't stop working. Unless you're the one girl that doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. But, like... There is a way. Not everything needs to be an opportunity. Two things mm-hmm. can happen at the same time. They can both continue to exist. And like you can care about something and like urge people to donate to said thing. But you don't need to profit off of it and use it as an opportunity to promote yourself and center yourself in the conversation. Because yep. like, why are we talking about Annalyn McCord and Putin in the same sentence? Because <laughs> she wants to be in the same sentence with him. Yeah. And that is embarrassing. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, that is our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to go leave a review on the podcast app, we would appreciate it. And if you want to go vote, head on over to our Instagram stories and again, follow us there so you can see the wonderful content that I make for it and keep up to date with all the voting. If you're still listening, head on over to the comment section of our Instagram and comment who you think like the most out of touch celebrity moment has been in the last like or of your whole lifetime i think this might might take the cake 
Because, like, the Imagine video was, like, really cringy, but that was just, like, that I feel... It's, like, when you watch someone from, like, your hometown, like, post a video of them breakdancing on Facebook, and you're like, I didn't need to see this. There was a lot of cringe stuff going on at the beginning of the pandemic. People making videos where they were all connected together, like... Here's the thing, and I just would like to take back everything negative I ever said about Karamo being too earnest because then the pandemic happened and I saw that he was just a normal level of earnest and everybody else was like at a completely different level. And Karamo, I'm so sorry for ever saying that you were too earnest for my personal taste on the show. And I would watch Queer Eye over and over and over again and only your scenes and even the one where he has the guy for pose on that like film screen. I would watch that over and over again if it meant that we never got the Imagine video. Karamo, I just want you to know that I've never strayed from loving you and- I still love him. I'm here and I don't think you're too earnest. I think you're just the right amount. You bring just the right amount of joy to our (laughs) lives. So thank you. And I love your bomber jackets. And Karamo, if you are still listening, if it's any consolation, it's the only thing that ever made me cringe. And I think you are so hot. (laughs) So beautiful. Yeah, he is very hot. (laughs) You are. You are so hot. And my therapist would love if I was more earnest. Like, you are doing it right. I am not. And you're very hot. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the end of our episode. Next week, we'll have Karamo as a guest where he tells us how uncomfortable it made him that we kept repeating how hot he is. But he is hot. (laughs) And we'll circle back to that. (laughs) We'll circle back next week. Bye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.